Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra. Yes, that's right, we are back with your little free fun-sized chunk of uh, your Heart and Hand content for the week. This follows the main flagship show on a Monday. Um, And a warm welcome back to the Extra show because um, due to our European campaigns towards the tail end of the season, uh, we really didn't get an opportunity to speak to you on a Thursday. My name is Cammy Bell and I'm delighted to be joined for the season opener by... And they don't come much bigger than this. Mr. David Edgar. Hello, everyone. And Mr. Ian Hogg. Good evening, mate. Are you well? I'm very well. I'm very well, Hoggy. Thank you for asking. Um, bit rainy today, which obviously shows you've brought the rain back from Spain. I thought it was supposed to stay on the plane. Uh, yeah, yes. Let's not get into that rather sore <laughs> subject because I'll end up down a politics line and then I'll get a red card. Okay, that's fair enough. Right, I can understand that as well. Um, boys, uh, just really, um, I, I can't put into words. I think it sounds a bit crazy. That's a drawback on a podcast, Cam. Well, yeah, of course it is, but I'm struggling to contextualise how excited I am about the season about to kick off or within very close touching distance of it. It's been coming for a long time with a a period of uncertainty, which I think um, unprecedented in any of our lifetimes, for sure. Um, but how excited, 0-10, to 10 are you for um, the season kicking off against Aberdeen at 12.30 on Saturday? Well, 10, same as usual, you know. Um, getting Rangers back, it's going to be strange for a bit. Uh, it's going to be something that we're all going to have to get used to, and that includes the players. Uh, we don't really know. That, that, that's a kind of joker throwing in, that we don't really know how other teams, how our team, how anyone is going to react to it. And I think you can you know, try and learn as much as you can from 
the pre-season matches, but it is different once the action gets going. Um, I'm sure we've all been looking at other leagues and trying to see, you know, the, does it affect the, the more away teams win, whatever, you know, is the football more attacking, are there more goals or whatever. We also heard today that the five substitutes rule has been passed in Scotland as well, so that, you know, does that factor in? Does that benefit the clubs that have the, the deeper squads, i.e. probably us and that lot? Uh, it, there's so many interesting things. It's, it's going to be uh, an intriguing season. Over and above, that there's the obvious pressure. We're not going to be allowed to forget um, about the fact that uh, Celtic are going for uh, title number nine and three quarters. So I think that all of that is going to add up to being a, a pretty wild season. And, and Again, you know, the the way that the season is compressed, Cammy, we're going to be playing kind of Saturday, Wednesday from now till May. Yeah, we will. And I think that, um, Ian, as, as David has kind of touched on there, it's going to be really important for us, I think, to um, start off, I think, is a bit of a bizarre season. I mean, you know, yes, it's been great to be able to see some games. You know, we've obviously had the German games were the first ones to come back. And more recently, obviously, we've had the games down south. Uh, but for me, Ian, nothing takes the place I've been able to see Rangers play um, and I'm just really looking forward to um, getting back into what I think will be a strange opener uh, but it will feel like a bit of normality uh, when the Bears come back. Yeah it's you know it's, it's been as you said Cammy, just a, a period of really unprecedented nature in the yeah, certainly in the modern times and football was off the agenda Christ, we all love German football when it came back uh, without really knowing the teams, I think. And it's it's been really a strange summer so far because all we've done is watch football, really. Um, and we've seen the Odd Rangers game now over the past few weeks. And we've, we've effectively gone from the English Premier League finishing one weekend and the Scottish League starting the following weekend. I'm not there yet. I'm not a 10 out of 10 looking forward to it yet because it all feels so very strange. Come Saturday, of course, I'll be I'll be raring to go and, and nothing the lights. But yeah, it's it's been a strange transition and I still look at it and still wonder why the hell are we starting on August the 1st when we should have been playing out the season? Yeah, of course. And I think... Um... It's an interesting point. I think David obviously mentioned, um, let's just say, a, a very controversial um, ninth title uh, in a row delivered to Celtic through uh, boardroom voting. So this time around, I think they're going to have to be able to, to, to prove it on the park, which um, I think for me, starting on Saturday, we have to put out a, a very early statement that Celtic will have to, unlike last season, earn this title um, to be delivered to them if that's what they're going to have to do. And um, the manager is going to have to to understand that there will be a tremendous amount of focus on, on, on what we can do. And I suppose I'm curious to get your thoughts on, do you think Stephen Gerrard fully appreciates that and, and this pressure um, that we'll be under to try and get a trophy? Because he doesn't have any wiggle room any longer, I think, for a lot of the fans now. No, Rangers managers that don't win... A trophy, I was going to say, but even a title um, within the first three years don't last. It's just, it's, a, it's a fact, and I think we all appreciate where we've been. But there does come a point where you think, right, we are ready to challenge now. In fact, to go further than challenge, we're, we're Rangers. We need to reclaim our spot back at the top of the league. And this season is going to be loaded. There is going to be that extra pressure. I, I'm 
pretty sure, but you'd hope that, that everyone connected with the club is aware of that. Um, the fans have certainly let them know that that's, that that's the case. I think that, um, you know, it is going to be strange because the transfer window is going to be open longer. Um, that's going to be something that we have to deal with as a club in terms of incomings and outgoings. I think, you know, that, that it goes on that bit longer and that will provide a bit of unsettlement. But we, you, you've got to focus on the games. We know where we've gone wrong the last couple of years. Let's be honest. We as supporters know where we've gone wrong. That, that, you know, two years in a row, but particularly last year, we just did not turn up after Christmas. It, 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 there's, anyone can, can suggest their reasons for it. Um, and we all have our theories, but we can't argue that it, that it happened. Rangers just didn't kick their own ass after Christmas. So that's unfortunately going to be a thing when we get to that stage of the season that that fans will have that concern in the back of their mind luckily no no winter break this year so hopefully you know we, we won't have a kind of post by lull but you know these are the questions that only the players can answer cammy you know only the management can answer everyone can speculate everyone can say they're they're two pens worth but you know we can't win the games we can't be more consistent we can't not throw away silly points in certain games. Um, you look at the squad and it's talented enough. There's no doubt about that, I think. You know, we could do with some more. The manager said it himself last week. But it's a, a squad that I think should be more than capable of winning the title. So with that in mind, now it's down to the players. You know, the, the facilities are great. You know, they get the backing of the fans. The season ticket sales are incredible. The backing that the fans have provided when they don't even know when they'll get in the stadium. Castor stick 50,000 strips up in a pre-sale and they're gone within 24 hours. You know, it's all there for them, but they've got to go and do it. We can't do it for them. Yeah, can I, I mean, I think that that's a massive point as well when you talk about um, the, 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 the fans could have been aggrieved in terms of obviously not only just how the season was awarded and, and the various political ramifications, government level, SPFL level, you know, we all know where that, that scenario is kind of got to. But also, as you say, um, David, the, the downturn in terms of the performance season where we were at. And that that's absolutely at our door. The, the, the accountability for the players has to be there. But in my opinion, the fans have, have really set the team up and the manager up for success with, as you say, not only the season ticket renewals when... I, I, I need to understand another fan base in the world that, you know, 40-odd thousand fans buy a season-long season ticket for at least half a season where this, the, the, the likely suspicion is they will not be able to watch any of these games live. My Jails was launched across the back of that. And again, a, a phenomenal uptake to that as well. Um, we've obviously uh, been able to, to support across, uh, you know, various... Uh, different avenues, as you say, within the strips being launched. Um, you know that all will start to go into next with the away strip coming out um, on 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 Saturday, which I'm certain uh, will go through the roof in terms of sales as well. But at the same point, this is where the the, the statement has to come on Saturday that we're really to set out with that. Now, focusing on that Aberdeen game for a second before we talk about our own squad and and, and various things that have happened with that. Um, some news that's come out of Petaudry within the last week or so is that uh, Aberdeen will um, be missing uh, both Sam Cosgrove and Curtis Main. That I think is a big blow for them. Um, think that that's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a leveler in terms of uh, a reduced strike force uh, for Aberdeen against us. 
Yeah, I think it could. Uh, well, in fact, there, there, there's there's no could about it. They they're missing their main two front men. They're missing their talisman, Cosgrove up front. Um, I'm a firm everything goes through him, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. In their attack, and, everything goes yeah. through him. Uh, and to be honest, Cammy, you know, even with Cosgrove in the side. I've, I've been very, very critical of us going up there and treating Aberdeen like Real Madrid. We should be going up there and treating them like Aberdeen. Yep, we go up there, we play our game, we, we roll all over the top of them and then we come back down the road with three points. That's what I want as a as a marker. Cosgrove not being there and Curtis Main not being there means they'll play um, young kid Bruce Anderson up front. And... I don't want Rangers to be complacent. I simply want us to go out, play our game, win the match, come down the road and put them back in their place. See, here's what intrigues me about Saturday's game, is that we know that Aberdeen have been successful against us by parking the bus, especially in Glasgow over the last couple of years. You know, Far more success than than any of us uh, would have expected or think is acceptable. But at home, their fans don't really allow them to do that. They, you, that's the game plan, sure, but the, the fans naturally want them on the attack, and, and I think some of the matches at Pataudry, they've done that, and they've actually been decent games. I think the 4-2 one there, um, where Jermaine Defoe clinched it late. There's no crowd there on Saturday, though, so will that be a factor, or will Aberdeen be more comfortable parking the bus that... They usually do away from home. So that's something that we're going to have to factor in. It's a tight pitch. Well, they have their two banks of four. They're not going to have that attacking threat against us that they normally do. But that doesn't mean that the back 10 you know, won't be sitting there well organised and ready to go. Rangers, I think, are going to have to, as Hoggy says, get on the front foot, take command of the game. It, it it's not going to be enough to try and kind of ease our way in. And, you know, Aberdeen will be, be sitting there saying, have the ball. You know, look, we don't need the ball. You have it um, and see if you can break us down. And this is where we're going to need the the front four, the creative players to do exactly that. Hoggy, I, I don't think that we could have had much much better a, a, a pre-season build-up uh, in terms of the number of friendlies that we've had. And as David alludes to there, um, we have scored goals. We have been tidy in terms of some of our play and, and obviously what we've been able to try and produce. Um, before we come on to one of the obvious points regarding, um, you know, our strikers, um, we've we've got to go in there with confidence. And and I think I enjoy exactly what David said there about the, the attitude being. We have to put them in their place. I think that we have to not treat them with probably too much respect, but understand that we have to go up there uh, I think this is really about making a statement and the players need to understand that um, it's about treating this game as we would any other game rather than being too respectful of Aberdeen and, 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 and as I say, not feeling as if that we're playing against a, an overinflated shower of egos. Derek McInnes knows that he can very easily motivate his Aberdeen players to, to play against this. Do we go into this now as a, right, OK, let's put seven or eight by them and let's really focus and be able to do it out there or would you say right let's go up there and get the three points that's the main focus it doesn't have to be uh, a complete drubbing let's just get it and get back down the road three points and come home uh, how, how that comes is of course we'd, we all want to go up there and score seven goals of course we do um, but three points is all that matters on Saturday start uh, Pataudry away is a hard fixture but I'll go back to, we treat them with far too much respect. 
at home and up up there. Three points, and if we can get a real good performance and a few goals off the back off the back of it, then that's the bonus, Cammy. David, within the last week, um, it has started to come out uh, through various media outlets that um, Alfredo Morelos um, has agreed personal terms with uh, French club Lille, uh, with a potential transfer figure rumoured to be roughly between 12 to £14 million. Pounds. Now, Rangers have uh, confirmed that there are no active discussions at the moment in terms of the potential sale. Um, this does beg the question in terms of um, all of the various conversations which are happening around Alfie and, and what happens at this point. Right now, on the assumption that he is still a Rangers player, by the time that we get up to Aberdeen, do you play him? That's a, that's a cracking question. Um, for, <laughs> the bigger question, I suppose, is does Stephen Gerrard play him? And I think yes. You know, short of Alfie saying I don't want to play, which I I just can't see. He's just not like that. Uh, he, he, you know, he's desperate to play football. We saw in the last friendly when he got taken off, and a, a friendly that, that we were two 0 up him. Uh, that that he just loves playing football. So I, I think if fit then and, and here then yeah, he'll absolutely play. I think Stephen Gerrard will play him. Um, I, I think he is the type that you could you could say you know like go out there and and give me everything you've got. Uh, and he will. So I, I, I trust him in that regard. That I don't think he has a player that would be disinterested or not training to that level. If that was the case, you'd maybe expect the manager not to, to go with him. But I don't think that that has been the situation. So no, I, I expect him to play. I think he should play if he's fit. Absolutely. Um, you know, the speculation, there's, there's always speculation about him. This does seem more real than usual. Um, this does seem a wee bit more real's not the right word uh, the, it's a bit stronger than interest that's that's the word I'm after the, the, normally you know clubs are interested in them but I think in this case that you know Lille have just sold a couple of players they clearly need to bring in a replacement it, it, it's a signing that fits their model in terms of you know sell high by decent amount and then try and you know sell on again at a, a much bigger fee Alfie would be somebody you think fits that that category but again if, if they're not going to pay the fee that Rangers want then there is no deal to be done and you would hope that that's been made clear to the player that you know this is how much you cost <laughs> um if, if they can come up with that then sure go ahead but until then you're a Rangers player and we expect you to remember Alfie's our highest paid player we we you're within your rights to see go out and earn your wage. Ian, I think that David hits a point there in terms of that there is a dependency on him. However, as we just mentioned, towards the latter part of last season, when you know his his goals dry up, I'm not going to say or criticise him in terms of saying performances because I don't think that's fair. Um, but when we have one fit striker on the books, really, with obviously Jermaine Defoe's hamstring injury, you know, ruling him out of, of Saturday's game, pretty much. Um, there is now an ask of the other players around them that they have to chip in with the goals so that, let's say for theory's sake, Alfie stays, um, that we can't allow him to be a single point of uh, failure if he doesn't have the best game, if he doesn't get um, the goals that he's needing to be able to try and do. So do we use Saturday as an opportunity to say, you guys need to understand that I'm expecting goals from the rest of you, go out there and, and get me some? Well, we've seen it in the pre-season games that have been official. So I'm, I'm not including Hamilton, I'm not including Dundee United. Um, 
Alfie scored against Hamilton, of course. But if you look at the other games, a couple of own goals. Uh, Hadji pops up with some. Defoe scores. Borjonas scores. Uh, Kent, Aribo. Um, and Conor Golson gets in with a header for the, the, the final goal against Coventry. Those goals are starting to spread themselves through the team. That's one of the things that killed us last season. Um, because Alfie went off the boil, goal scoring wise, and no one else stepped up. So I'm not particularly worried about where the goals come from because, you know, you look at some of those guys that have clearly used lockdown to work on their physique, work on their power, work on their strength. Joe Aribo, I'm looking at you. You seem to come back like the Hulk. Um, so I'm not particularly worried about where the goals come from. In terms of, you know, does Morelos play? Um, it's all hypothetical. It's all conjecture. I think if, if he's here, Stephen Gerrard will play him. Undoubtedly, I think. Because he's our player, he's on our wages, and he's our talisman. So absolutely he should play. I'd, I'd flip the... I know it's driven from a... You know, what happens if he gets injured and, you know, you've got big money comes off the table. You could flip that the other way, Cammy, and say, what happens if Leo just start to look elsewhere? We don't play Alfie and we lose the game. Mm. Yeah, very true. Absolutely. At the, the, the end of the day, you know, the wage is, is being paid. He's our player, he's training, he's a professional footballer. Um, I, I don't think it's in any way unreasonable. And I do get the whole, I, I'd only be pulling a player out ahead of a potential move if it was all done and dusted ever. You know, it, that's the time to do it. But I don't think that it, it well, certainly doesn't appear to be that way at the moment that, that we're recording that. So, no, I would play him. I do have a slight concern, though, Cammy, about goals, not if Alfie goes, but in general, that Rangers have been far too reliant, I think, on our strikers, not just Alfie, but Jermaine Defoe. They're really the only ones who've weighed in with serious numbers. In the last two years, and again, it's maybe just me, you know, growing up, one of my favourite teams is the 2002-2003 the team, where the goals seem to be spread all throughout the side. I think others do have to step up this year, yeah. I think that you need Aribo, Kent, Hadji to be contributing double figures. Um, I, I think the midfielders could do. I'm not maybe expecting double figures from them, but I think that they could all be adding goals to their game. Even the central defenders. Um, I always like central defenders to get a few goals. So, yeah, I, I think that there's a huge scope for improvement in goal scoring among the rest of the side. And I think that even if Alfredo was to stay and probably guarantee you that, that 25 to 30 goals in a season, I still want those figures from the other guys as well. I think that's fair, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. Hoggy, uh, David made mention earlier on about the manager's comments um, following the Coventry City game regarding uh, expenditure for the squad, looking to be able to try and continue to expand. Now, obviously, we do have some new signings who have come in um, and uh, we've, we've had a couple of, I think, quite strong performances out of, a, uh, out of a couple of them, at least so far, in terms of uh, Calvin Bassey has now joined us. Um, I, I've, I've liked what I've seen out the back of them. You mentioned... Uh, you know, strong physical players like Joe Aribo coming back and looking a lot healthier. Calvin Bassey, I think for me, um, a big player who, who you know, I certainly will, I think, enjoy the physical side of the, the Scottish game. John McLaughlin has come in as um, a replacement for Wes Fodderingham and I've been very impressed with him. Leon Balligan, we haven't seen too much of. He's not long come in the door. But in relation to um, some other transfer speculation which has happened currently, 
Um, there has been uh, an ongoing conversation regarding uh, Bungani Zungu. Um, Kimar Roof also seems to, to kind of be doing the rounds quite a bit as well. Um, it's difficult to get any concerted information from Rangers uh, regarding transfer signings. Uh, the Bassi one, I think, is, is a typical example that it just came out of nowhere. No one saw that um, coming down the line. Um, from Zungu, Roof, any other players that we've been linked with, um, do you see any particular signings you'd like us to be able to try and make, even if it isn't necessarily those guys, or uh, strikers that you'd like us to be able to come in? Because we are certainly at a critical point now in terms of, of, of striking cover, even if Alfie's here. Well, even if, if Alfredo Morello stays, we, we still need a third striker. Uh, we saw that last season when Camberi came in. Um, Morello scores, we're going to need two. Minimum. I think we could do with better options in the middle of the park. You look at uh, when when the sh- when when allowed to. I think Ryan Jack has upped his game in terms of going forward. Um, Glenn Kamara and Stephen Davis tend not to get forward, and that's back to the goals thing that you talked about, David. Um, so I think we could do with better in the middle of the park and. If it's Zungu, and ho- then hopefully he fits the bill. Those are, for me, the two key areas. Then you look at our options, maybe in a kind of wider attacking sense. Brandon Barker seems to have realised he's a footballer in pre-season. Um, Jimmy Murphy is back. And I just wonder if those guys are good enough to step in when required. Because, you know, you look at some of the other signings, John McLaughlin, I think, has been very, very impressive uh, and will probably push Alan McGregor. Um, Balogun will probably play periodically. Calvin Bassey will come off the bench and play periodically. Yanis Hadji will play all the time. So there's we've made decent signings. Not entirely sure we've strengthened the squad per se. We've maybe, we've maybe stayed on par. And last season, that wasn't good enough. So for me, we need to just strengthen those key areas. And for me, that's midfield and up front. David, one thing that we, we again, as you say, just uh, at time of recording, there had been a vote um, to uh, incorporate the five substitutes rule. Now, just to be clear with that, there is five substitutes, which allows you to have nine players on the bench, but with a maximum of three stoppages. So, yeah. I think that that's going to be interesting. Hoagie makes a great point there in terms of the squad. And I, I personally feel that um, there's probably some elements where we will expect to see uh, players going out the door, uh, whether that's by sale or, tran- or, or loan. Um, but with the nine players on the bench and the option to choose five, um, I I think it's an opportunity for these players to say, you know, your, your likelihood of involvement has now increased. So the, the odds are yeah, now stacked yeah. in your favour. So, and again, you know, I, I think that you've seen some some great performances from guys like Brandon Barker, which is which again, as I say, is encouraging. Very surprising, but encouraging as well. Um, we've also talked about guys like Nathan Patterson being able to try and come in, um, who I think again has done well in terms of the the preseason friendly so far. Um, some other players potentially like Jamie Murphy who. Um, if we get the opportunity to retain these players and we give them the emphasis that this is now a chance for you to be able to step up and and be more involved, are you comfortable that we've got a squad that can be able to try and do that as consistently as we need them to do? 
See, that's the difficulty because um, we haven't seen it from them so far. But it's early in their, their Rangers career for a, a few of them. So, I mean, they're, they're good players. You know, they have ability. I do think Jamie Murphy still has a part to play. Maybe not as a regular, maybe not as a starter even, but I think that he's he's intelligent, he's got good feet, he knows where the goal is, and I think that he's the type of guy that has that something a wee bit different for us that we haven't seen before. Uh, to be honest, in terms of your so-called fringe players, as I think that, that you know we might refer to them as, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we need them. To, to be good but you know we need the top the first team you know the 11 they've got to deliver they haven't delivered consistently throughout the season yet so that's the first thing to get right but I suppose the argument is if the manager doesn't feel that he's got players down the down the bench to turn to and it would have appeared that way towards the end of last season well you know what we saw at the end of last season that changes weren't always forthcoming um, that that maybe he didn't always have that trust in them, that he had that core group of players that, that he would turn to regardless of loss of form and, and there was a collective loss of form towards the end of last season. So I think that these players have got to be in a position where guys in the team know that any relaxation in standards and you're gone because there's a guy coming in that, that's burning it up in training, that's grabbing his opportunities when he gets game time and if you're not doing it then you'll be on the bench and these guys will be coming in I think that's just part of any healthy squad I don't think that's unique to us um, allied to that I think that I'll be interested to see how these substitutions work for us because it's certainly something I've been critical of the manager for in the past that I think that sometimes these substitutions err on the side of caution a wee bit too much for me now you'll have that opportunity to, you know, he's, he's spoken before in games about didn't want to put a player on to, you know, in case it upset the balance of the team. And I get that, but this is a, I think, a, a positive for anyone who kind of, you know, it deals with their substitutions and uses them. And occasionally it might come back and bite you in the backside. I get that, but I think that we should have a deeper squad than the other teams in the league. We should have options on the bench when we're struggling to break a side down and I'm interested to see how the manager uses it because there have been times in the past where I've thought I've not understood the substitutions or lack of substitutions so I want to see how having these extra ones will, as you've seen, extra players not extra opportunities, you've still got three but I, I, I do want to see how that develops. Yeah, I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Now, Ian, I put David in the spot earlier on about the uh, selection of Alfredo Morelos, so all's fair in love and war, as they say, so I'll do the same thing with you. One of the things which has been um, a, a focal point um, in terms of our uh, preparation for the season kicking off is the obvious injury to, to uh, Nika Katic, and what's that, what that has then led to is a great involvement for George, Ed George Edmondson. Against Coventry City, uh, we also saw the return of Philip Hellander, who has come back from a long-term injury as well. Um, who is your starting central defensive pair against Aberdeen? Uh, Goldston and Edmondson. Uh, given they've played together in all four of the the preseason friendlies, certainly the the, the 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 two games in France and the two recent games at Ibrox, I think they start. I'd be amazed if Hellander's thrown in at Pitodry. With or without Sam Cosgrove and all the rest of it, I just think that's too early. I think that's unfair on Hellander to ask him to come into that game. Uh, yeah, Davey, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. I think um, we know that there's a definite player 
in, in Philip Hellander. But um, I think most people forget that, you know, this is his first opportunity at football this year. Uh, nothing to do with COVID, but just purely because of, of, of recovery from injury. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to be able to see as to how potentially Calvin Bassey comes into that, because there's a likelihood that he might uh, either play left-back or, or, or centre-half. But I, I'll be honest with you, I've liked what I've seen from George Edmondson um, in, in, the, in the pre-season friendlies. And I've got, you know, quite a lot of time for him. I think that, you know, he's he's definitely got some strong capability in there. The Katic injury is a huge blow because he came back certainly looking in absolutely tremendous shape. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not necessarily too worried if, if George Edmondson starts alongside Conor Goldson. No, me neither. Um, I think he's a player. I think he's talented. Um, he's raw, but we've always known that, you know. I mean, and the management team have made that clear from, from the first day he arrived. The, you know he's a, he's one for the future, but uh, this is a big opportunity for him, isn't it? Uh, at the moment, and there is competition in there. You know, um, when Philip Hellander's fit, I would probably have him in. in you know, my first choice defence. Uh, Leon Balogun uh, had, had rave reviews for his performances in the Championship last season. We haven't seen him yet, so th- there is competition there. But he's got the shot, and that's you know that's all you can ask for going into the first game of the season. Really, I, I, yeah, I like Edmondson. He's strong. He's quick. Um, for a centre back, you know, he needs to develop his positional sense. He's got to learn you know, what, when to judgment, if you like, you know, when to go and attack a ball and when it's maybe better to back off that yard. These are all things that come with experience. You can't, you can't graft ability onto somebody. Um, they either have that or they don't, and he does. So I think it's a big season for him because I think he's got a real chance to lay down a marker and take that shot. Yeah, absolutely, and I think. Um... You know, he, he, I think he has shown part of that in terms of obviously the friendlies, and I think that he, he's comfort level within um, being able to, to to work with the ball and be able to try and move it forward and and, and not you know collapse under pressure. As um, he works alongside Connor Goldson in quite a tidy manner, I think Ian. I think it's fair to say that the two of them, um, you know, you always want and, and listen. All three of us certainly remember brilliant Rangers defensive partnerships, but. You do want central defenders who communicate well and can work alongside each other, and and I think there's, there's a, a a bit a beginning of a fruition of a of a relationship developing between Cora Goldson and George Edmondson, which again, like you say, I'm pretty comfortable with. Yeah, uh, Connor Goldson is going to play every game. Uh, he is the manager's boy at the back. He's, I think, he sees him as his number one central defender and he's his leader at the back. So it's going to be between. Hollander, if he can get himself fit, Edmondson and uh, Balgan for, for for the other place. Katic, I don't think we'll see, certainly not until 2021. Um, it's all there for George, George Edmondson right, right now. And let's face it, as a footballer, if you're not in the first 11, you are, you're relying on one or two things happening, either form dropping off, and therefore replacements are made or someone gets injured. I'm not suggesting for a second George Edmondson wanted Nico Katic to get injured, but here he is, and he's in the squad. Uh, sorry, he's in the first team. He'll, he'll probably start on Saturday. As David says, he's he's got the shirt. It's now up to him. If he makes an arse of it, he'll be out in Hollander or Balogun will be in. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly comfy with that. Well, before we wrap up um, this week's extra, um, as we always like to do, I'll uh, bother you both, please, for a score prediction. So, David, what do you think we will uh, get on Saturday? I'm calling confidently for a 2-0. 
for Rangers <laughs> for anyone to start <laughs> do you wish to expand further and give people their baiting coupon and tell us who you think will score those goals oh I fancy Joe for one at least so I'll be going 2-0 and Joe for the first goal ok cool Hoggy uh, I'm going to go Aberdeen 0 Rangers 3 uh, one from Ryan Jack one from Joe Aribo and Alfredo Morelos Genuinely thought you were going to say Brandon Barker for your last selection, and I would have said that's a major turnaround. If he gets um, on, he'll score. Yeah, I think he's he's got pace the bird now in terms of what we've seen with him so far. So yeah, if he can leave some of the defenders for dead, he'll certainly create some chances. So yes, absolutely. Now listen, folks, just before we go, this is obviously your your extra show for this week, um, and we will be coming back pretty regularly um, across the course of the domestic season because, um, as we've already discussed, the um, fixture schedule is going to be uh, pretty ram-packed. Um, however, if you'd like to be able to get more of our pay content, you can jump over to our Patreon site, which is um, patreon.com slash heart and hand, uh, where for as little as 50p a week, you'll be able to listen to a number of shows a day, um, including the daily update. Um, David, we've also been very privileged this season to have you uh, more closely involved in terms of being able to try and see Rangers firsthand. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we were able to report from the home games. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's uh, not down to, to the club whether we get into away games. But um, uh, we did apply, incidentally, for Aberdeen folks. But in fairness, we always try to be fair on Heartland. Uh, clubs are limited this season in the amount of press they're allowed in at the moment because of COVID. So uh, fair, fair play, Aberdeen. I understand why. Uh, an admittedly openly Rangers supporting press person wouldn't necessarily be first on their list. But uh, yeah, so we're able to go in it. And what all this basically means is that we're able to uh, bring people reaction from press conferences that wee bit quicker. Um, tomorrow there's a press conference being held uh, in the morning. Um, should feature the manager and a first team player and uh, there'll be a report up on that on heart and hand immediately after it's finished and then cammy you will discuss it on the daily update show tomorrow yeah absolutely um and again as we get back into the kind of regular season and stuff we will make sure that we bring you um loads and loads of content uh, reviews opinions everything else like that as well so if you haven't already please go over and join over um, four and a half thousand Rangers supporters on our uh, heart nearly Patreon five. Well. Nearly five. We're getting close to five. I didn't want to jinx it. You've just jinxed it. Well done. Uh, but yes, uh, very close to as, as David said, five thousand bears on our Patreon site. Really enjoy that. Um, last thing for me to do is to thank our guests, uh, which has been absolutely fantastic, and thank you for joining me for the launch um, of this season's extra show, Mr. David Edgar. You'll be calling it Cammy's extra by the end of the season, won't you? I'm extra enough. There's too much of me already. I need to lose some some weight. <laughs> I'm I'm packing on the weight because of COVID and the fact that I feel as if um, I'm running out of Kit Kats. So I'm just eating I, them I, like I a man. I don't think I don't think COVID's supposed to increase your weight, mate. It shouldn't, but it is. And um, I'll say it's a lack of gyms. Even if the gyms were open, I probably wouldn't be going to them. So I can't even use that as an excuse. But yes, it's just what's going to happen. Um, and someone who's already looking like he's if he's he's lost some COVID weight and looking in a very healthy state. Thank you to Mr. Ian Hogg. A pleasure as ever, bro. Thank you, folks. Um, last thing as well, just to say thank you to our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers. Um, we'll be back with you on your uh, flagship show on Monday, which will give you all of the um, the update from uh, the game against Aberdeen on Saturday. And as I say, if you want to be able to join us on our Patreon site, you'll get that far, far quicker um, as soon as the game pretty much finishes up on Saturday afternoon. Now, have a great weekend, folks. The Rangers are back. It's going to be the beginning of a fantastic season. 
uh, and please enjoy it and we'll speak to you all again next week thanks all Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.